Hey, hey, everyone. Hope you're having a great day so far. Today, I have a special guest with me. Her name is Tanya Ingesether, and Tanya is a wife, a mom of two adult children, a leader, a Christian life coach, and a podcaster. Tanya has been in healthcare for over 25 years, and she transitioned into leadership in 2007, first as a frontline manager and later advancing into a director role. Tanya is a self-described recovering people pleaser who has spent most of her life and career trying to find worthiness through achievement. She spent decades pouring herself into her work only to find herself feeling unfulfilled and burned out. It wasn't until she truly claimed her identity in Christ and started to understand what it means to be a child of God that she found freedom from approval seeking. Tanya is passionate about helping other women gain a heart knowledge of who they are in Christ to stop people pleasing and to start living and leading in a way that honors God and allows them to live the abundant life he has for them. This was a great conversation. I hope you find it as fulfilling as I did, and I can't wait for you to hear it. So let's get started. Are you in a new season of your life? Are you stuck and searching for clarity so you can make a career change? Do you just need the courage to switch careers? Are you ready to follow God's plan for your career? Welcome to Choose Your Next Yes. Hi, Kindred. I'm Mel, a career transition coach, mom of grownups, coffee lover, and God girl. I've had a lot of big life changes, and I haven't always been clear about God's plan for me. This led to stress and anxiety and a lack of clarity and courage to make a career move. I finally started listening to God's voice to find clarity and peace and stopped being scared to make a move and achieve my career transition goals. Now, my mission is to help you learn to listen to God's voice and know when to say yes to the career you've always wanted and no to everything else. Let me show you how to clarify your purpose and find courage to pursue your personal and professional goals in your midlife and beyond. Throw down your self-doubt, dust off your dreams, kindred, it's time to reset and refine and reclaim the woman you once aspired to be. I have Tanya Ingesether. Um, she is going to be my guest co-host today, and she's going to talk to you a little bit about leadership. So, Tanya, I would like for you to introduce yourself and tell us about yourself. Tell us what you do, all of sure. the things. Well, thanks for having me, Mel. I'm really excited to be here. So, my name is Tanya Ingesether. I'm by background. I'm actually a physical therapist. Um, I'm just turned 49 years old, so I've been in healthcare for 26 years. Um, I have two adult kids. Um, my daughter is 23 and she's in med school. And I have a son who is soon to be 22, who is a junior in college. And I'm married for 25 years to um, my husband owns a small business. I started as a physical therapist. I was a staff therapist for 10 years. And for the last 16 years, I've actually been in a leadership position um, 11 of those as a frontline manager, and the last five in a director role over um, our rehab services division at our hospital here. So probably an umbrella over about close to 100 staff members 
um, that I'm over. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, so I that's my full time day job. And then recently I started in November, I started a podcast, The Grace Filled Leader. I just felt God calling me to share a message in a kind of a different format. Um, just I felt really led to speak to women in leadership, full-time professional women in leadership after experiencing COVID and leading through COVID. It's been just really a challenging time, well, for the whole world, but um working in healthcare and leading a team in healthcare through COVID and what what we had to do and have our teams do. It's been a struggle for leaders and the the since COVID has almost been harder in a lot of ways than the during COVID. So I just felt kind of this growing tug on my heart to um share a faith-based message for leaders specifically that, you know, I, I try to walk my faith in what I do, but certainly working in a secular environment, there's more I guess, restrictions or filters you have to think about in terms of what and how you share that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that too. And I also am just about finished with my certification as a Christian life coach. So those are kind of like the fitting it in the cracks on the nights and weekends things with the podcasts and the coaching, but sort of my passion project right now. Wow. That is a definite full plate. Um, Yeah. Yeah, but that is great. Super interested in hearing about the leadership part of it. As you know, my women, they are in their transition period of their kids are leaving home. They have the chance now to redefine themselves or just figure out who they are again in life and what they want to do. And some of them probably would love to move into a leadership role And so I think that is super important and I will have all of your information in my show notes so they can find your podcast and listen to some of your excellent episodes and they are excellent. I love them. I listen to them too. So tell us about going into leadership. If you want to move into leadership as your next career move, if you're looking to move into some type of leadership role, tell us about that. What what can you do? How can you prepare? How do you know that's what God wants you to do? Tell us all of the things. Okay, so my answer is a bit probably non-traditional. So I, pardon me, as I probably have to share a little of my story. I feel like leadership found me versus me seeking out leadership in that historically, you know, growing up, I would, I wouldn't, I wasn't the bossy, like has leadership, you know, skills sort of character. I was shy, you know, but I was always sort of an overachiever. Um, Unfortunately, more people pleaser, approval seeking sort of person um, did very well in school. When I was a therapist, I just, you know, we were raised to have a strong, strong work ethic. So you work till the work is done. You work to serve people. I grew up, I grew up um, going to church and kind of just but more being taught to be a good person and serve others and do the right thing. And over the 10 years of being a staff therapist, I probably didn't recognize it at the time, but I think people began to come to me and see me as an informal leader because I had sort of an intuitive sense of processes and right and wrong. And if something needed to be done, I would do it. If something extra was needed, I would, I would do it. Um, And then we actually were in an, unfortunate situation in my department at the time where we were at risk for being 
sold out basically to a rehab company instead of staying with our our um, hospital. And as a staff therapist, even I knew that, and they thought our leadership thought that it would be a, a wise business decision. But I knew that that was they were being painted a rosy picture that wasn't quite accurate. And so I think I knew enough that they needed not just the feely thing. They needed to hear more than just the feely things of, oh, we have a great team and they've been here a long time. And so we can't do this. They needed to hear the data around why it wouldn't be a good idea. Yes. Why, as a staff therapist, stayed up all night long and put together basically the best I could kind of a financial picture of why it made more sense to keep us as a, as a rehab team and versus, you know, going with this other company that it actually make more fiscal sense. Well, in doing that, that contributed to us not being sold or contracted out to this rehab contract company. And I was then tapped on the shoulder to manage our inpatient therapy team. And that's sort of where my leadership came. So I didn't go looking for it. But what I would say to someone, and this is coming from, I would say I'm not necessarily a traditional leader in that I'm a very um, relational leader. I feel like I'm a kind of a servant leader. I tend to probably give too much of myself to my role. So my view of leadership is different than my view of Leading people is different than managing people, right? Yes, correct. So, so my perspective of what I'm coming from is going to be from what I see as a as a leader perspective or what I consider to be the qualities of a good leader. And that comes from a perspective of a servant leader. So I would say if you're thinking about leadership and wondering if it's a calling for you or if it's meant to you, I would first... Number one, pray about it and see if that is where God is leading you. Is he planting seeds that that are guiding you toward leadership? Are you seeing that people are coming to you as an informal leader and seeking counsel or guidance or they're, you know, when there's an opportunity to lead a committee or a project, do you tend to be the one that naturally is looked to to sort of pull that together and speak for the group? I would also say that if you're looking at leadership for the paycheck, that wouldn't be my first <laughs> advice because sometimes that right. is that is the carrot. <laughs> that can be the carrot, I think, for people. You know, the assumption, oh, I'll, I'll get promoted and I'll make a better paycheck. Well, sure, probably, but generally speaking, if you are truly a good leader for your people, you will probably work more hours than you're paid for, unless you're careful. So I would say that your heart needs to be in leadership for it to be a true calling. You aren't doing it for the paycheck. You're doing it truly because you want to edify or build up people. You want to see growth in your team. You see the potential in your team and how you could support them and remove barriers to help them grow in their profession. And so it's, I guess the bottom line is if you're, goals around leadership have less to do about you and more to do about others. That's what I would consider a calling toward leadership. Yes. And you were talking about seeing people grow and, you know, in my, my role, I, I coach teachers Mm -hmm. and I love seeing them be the best version of 
of a teacher that they can be. So the best version of themselves. And just like you said, continue to grow, have that growth mindset. Right. And it's always about, in my mind, it's, it, it's not about self-promotion. It's about like you, as a leader, you celebrate the successes of your team, like a great coach. Yes. Coach. It's the team that is celebrated in a win, you know, and the coach delights in that win for their team. Certainly there's some acknowledgement of that contribution that that great coach made, but largely it's the team that celebrated. And as a leader, I feel like that's what you should seek. That's what you should want. It shouldn't be about promoting yourself and what you did to achieve that and how you can climb the ladder. To me, that's, that's really superficial management versus true leadership and the heart of a a leader. Right. And if you have a growth mindset as a leader and you are, in my case, as an educator, where we promote lifelong learning. So Mm -hmm. you can't, you can't go in with the mindset that you know everything and that you can't learn from other people, even people who have not are not as seasoned as you, because I learn amazing things from people who have not been in education as long as I have. Mm -hmm. And they teach me stuff every day. And so having that servant led heart and that team mentality is, I I don't think you can be a good leader without that. No. And so, and humility, I feel like as a leader, you, you need to be ready to eat some crow sometimes like mess up, fess up because Yes. If you're willing to be vulnerable and and humble in your humanness and your mistakes, that builds trust with your team. You know, if you're willing to admit when you make a mistake or be willing to, like you said, learn from them and honor, really, the first place you should start as a leader is to follow. In other words, you should spend time understanding the work that your team members do seeking to understand the first to understand yeah seek first to understand then seek to build relationship before you ever think about seeking to make change yes if all possible right because that's how you build trust and then that is how you build a team that will follow you versus will just do what they're told exactly yeah you definitely need those relationships and you need buy-in but you all, I mean, you just need that team mentality. And if they, they understand your vision, you have to have a vision. Right. And if you, if they are part of making that vision, then you're good to go because right. they will be, they will back you a lot. I want to go back to one thing you said, a leadership type, because you said you were shy and you weren't really the leadership type. But I don't, I don't know that there's necessarily a leadership type because I think we think there is. And I think we put a label on certain people. Oh, they would make a good leader because. Yes. But just because someone is very forward or very vocal or very confident doesn't necessarily make them a good leader. Someone who is shy, as you put it, may be an excellent listener or very empathetic and you can be an excellent leader with those traits just as much. For sure. Well, and I feel like I've grown in that understanding of myself in that. So I'm very much the introverted feeler. You know, if you take a Myers-Briggs, I'm all the sort of introvert feeler. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm ex- I'm 
em- empathetic, like to a fault. Like, I, you know, I have to do self-work just to not carry too much of my team on my mind and my heart, even when I walk out the door. So that's, you know, a caution, I guess, as a leader, there is a degree to which you have to be ready to set boundaries to protect yourself because of how demanding that can be if you're so invested in your role, which I think it's appropriate to be invested. But I'm finding like, as sorry, this is a long winded sort of workaround to what I was going to say. But as, right. as God is growing my heart knowledge of who I am in him, which is increasing my confidence and decreasing my reliance on their approval of others. Mm-hmm. Which has been a, for me as a leader, that's been a struggle of mine most of my career that I've I've invested myself so much and sought value through human approval or guess how was I doing you know what does my team think of me like oh you know right as God is growing me and understanding that who I am is who I am in him and whose I am my value is not based on human approval right correct with that that is becoming sort of more of a confidence to show my voice all along, because I feel like as more of an introverted, empathic, intuitive person, I didn't know that this isn't true of most people, but I can feel a room like I can anticipate more than maybe someone else that's more executive, like just a doer, like just an mm-hmm. just do. I can think 20 steps ahead of what the impact is going to be of something. And I'm going to be able to anticipate what the human impact is going to be, which is a very valuable thing as a leader. Because as a leader, you often have to be the driver of change. And so you need to understand what the impact of change is going to be. And it's not change isn't easy for most human beings. So anyway, as you said, I think, unfortunately, there is there's a lot of stereotype or assumption around what a strong leader is, you know, it's that charismatic, loud, you know, someone with mm-hmm. all the presence in the room, they may be effective in that regard in accomplishing things, but they may not be as astute or intuitive to the people aspect or the impact of their, what they execute. They are not prepared for the implications of what they exit, you know, so it takes all types, I guess. To, yes. Yes. To make effective leaders. That's it for today, my friends. I'm going to let you think about everything that we talked about today. And I will see you back here on Friday for part two of my interview with Tanya Ingesether. If you enjoyed today's content, please hop on over to Apple Podcasts or Apple iTunes and leave me a rating and a review. That way my show gets noticed and I can continue to bring you the content that you enjoy. It helps me to grow the show when you give me that five-star rating and that review. And be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. I hope today's show was a blessing to you as you continue on your path toward everything that God has in store for your life. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you and may he be gracious to you. May the Lord lift you up and give you peace. See you Friday, my friends. 